life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Happy New Year. It is that time again here in the Gin Lounge and at GameIndustry.com in general when we talk about the games of the year. I'm John Breeden, and I'll be your host for this, a very special Gin Lounge. <laughs> and joining me in the lounge today is uh, Shella and Billy. Guys, welcome to the lounge today. Thanks very much. Hello. So I uh, wanted to get the two of you in here because, uh, well, Shell, I wanted you in because uh, you you, um, you are always sort of our shepherd of the of the game of the year contest, always always pushing us to improve it. Um, so this year we have uh, some new categories that that you came up with. Why don't, why don't you? Um, in addition to all the regular stuff, we have you, you know the the best puzzle game and best RPG and you know the best game that was on the Wii U platform and that type of thing. But uh, Shelly, you wanted us to add a couple this year. So what what are the what are the new categories since since those are all directly attributable to you? <laughs> You've got me to blame. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I think games have been um, improving their storytelling. Um, and therefore their characters. Um, so I wanted us to reflect that really in our in the awards we give. Um, so there is best story this year for the first time, and we have best male character and best female character. Um, and the last one is uh, as opposed to because currently I think we've got best environment, which Correct. I think kind of infers the best sort of pixels pushed you know in terms of you know it looked like really good water and things like that and so this it's, al- it's almost like a, a technical yeah. award kind of um so this year we've got um best artistic how did we word it uh, design I, I, best uh, yes. best artistic design so it's more of a just an aesthetic um so it doesn't need to be you know using lots of power and you know um it can be just that it looks, you know, it's innovative in some way. Yeah, we've seen some games this year that um, there, there was the one uh, that was set in uh, like w- Colonial Williamsburg that was like all black and mm. white. And and, and uh, I think, I don't know, was the that Swan one, was that this year or was that last I think that year? Was, I, I think that will fall into last year, but yeah, something like that would. Or Limbo, that's. Limbo, oh, right? Great. Well, I mean, game, so many games have followed in that kind of look since Limbo hit. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to push the, you, you know, where where you have to be on Billy's game machine to be able to play it. <laughs> um, it's just a, a just a neat artistic look yeah. to the game. So, um, and I I would suggest I'm not I'm not sure, but I I would suggest something like Rain for this year would probably fall into that yeah. category. Yeah, yeah, it looked gorgeous. Yeah. And I think it's also um, artistic um, design lends itself to some of the indie games who maybe don't have all the pixel pushing power um, because they're on mobile or whatever, you know, different format Mm. for whatever reasons. 
Um, right, uh, Billy, you 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 do the um, you do the uh, the time waster review every week, um, which is, um, I mean, you know, some some people might think that's ill named because you know, <laughs> these games are pretty good, but you you see a lot of these indie games and the games on the cell phones and stuff like that. Did did you see anything this year that you think might might qualify for like that type of uh, that type of an award where it wasn't? It may not necessarily have pushed the envelope as far as you know. Wow, that looks really awesome. You know, that's a lot of great rust on the side of that toilet but more more so you know more so like it just was a really good feel to it a really good design a nice storyline something like that well in, in terms of mobile games i can't say i've seen much because unfortunately a lot of mobile games that i've played have kind of just done the cookie cutter generic graphics for a cell phone um mm. I will I will say an interesting design choice of a game i played this year was the last door where everything was very very like low end graphics and yet mm-hmm. at the same time there was a lot of atmosphere to the environments and the graphics had a, a neat way of presenting themselves in the way that it didn't feel like you were playing an Atari game even though it looked like an Atari game almost oh wow that's yeah, cool I've noticed there's a bit of a trend towards that everything looking kind of blocky um, like mm-hmm. really clunky graphics like circa 1980 something <laughs> Yeah, they're just kind of playing with it, really. It's like a design choice. I think I think Minecraft has a lot to do with that. <laughs> Probably, think, yeah. A lot of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing. I, I actually downloaded Minecraft uh, for the PlayStation 3. Uh, just downloaded the demo, and um, I guess... You know, I understand that the world is awesome and there's like millions of players and stuff, but I just, you know, the whole blocky graphics thing, I was like, eh, I don't want to play this. Really? <laughs> I know. I'm so bad. I was just like, I, I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was just in a mood to be dazzled. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, that was, that was cool. Plus, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get into it. I knew if I got into the crafting interface and stuff that I would like really be into it. And so I was like, ah, eh, that's, that's a cliff I don't want to go over. <laughs> Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's see. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Now, um, as far as uh, some games, I wanted to go over some of the, some of the games that we we played this year that um, you know that we believe that uh, sh- should be on the list, and and some of the ones that um, uh, are interesting that we thought probably would be on the list, but now you know we're not we're not so sure. Um, Shella, where did you ultimately come down on um, on? Uh, uh, the uh, the two souls game beyond uh, two the two yeah beyond two souls okay um i think i it it should probably get a tech the technical um what's it uh what's the one we've got like environment, environment. <laughs> yeah God. um yeah environment and i suppose the character designs yeah all those all those tearful eyes um uh, I don't see any other car- ca- category that I'd put it in for a, an award. I certainly wouldn't put it in for Game of the Year um, just because the script failed. So ultimately, it just let the whole thing down. Um, that's kind. Of, that's kind of cool, though, to be thinking of a game that um, to be thinking of a game in terms of of storyline. Yeah. I mean, usually, I mean, so I guess there's there is opportunities or there are chances where you know there's there's like we were talking about before with the artistic design where the story can elevate a game i guess these days there's also a chance the story can tank a yeah game. which is great 
I mean, <laughs> not for the people who've written the crappy script. But, um, yeah, it just shows we've moved forward a lot in terms of, you know, the focus on narrative and especially in Beyond Two Souls because the get gameplay is so minimalist and, you know, some people have say, is it a game? Is it the future of games or blah, blah. Um, but it all hangs on this story. And if the story's not very good, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what are you hanging on? That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. What about, uh, what about, um, what about uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag? That's another one I wanted to ask you about specifically, Shella, since you were the you were the person that uh, you, you were really looking forward to that one. But you know, I I went back and I looked at your whole history, and you've had a love hate relationship with the Assassin series. <laughs> I always thought I loved them. Do <laughs> I hate them a lot as well? Sometimes, like uh, you didn't like like uh, the the addition of um, like Brotherhood. I, I believe you didn't like very no, much. So. I don't think anyone liked Brotherhood, did they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, this year, I I haven't gelled with this Assassin's Creed as much as I I think I gelled with the other ones. <laughs> Maybe I didn't gel with those either. Uh, <laughs> um, I just felt. It was. It's a great pirates game, but I'm not sure it felt like an Assassin's Creed game, um, just because the assassin side of things is so sidelined. Um, I think again, um, for best environment, I think it's very closely up there with um, GTA, um, Last mm. of Us, and um, Beyond. Uh, it looks. I mean. I don't like the graphics. They've changed the graphics engine. I, d I prefer the old engine, but I can't deny it does look good if you like those really sparkly, really super crisp graphics. I don't, but yeah, it's, you know, technically pretty good. Um, and the music's great for mm. Assassins. Yeah, I liked, I like, I would have to agree with you on the environment. I mean, again, I had trouble with it because of the save problem, so, yeah, I can only play it in one sitting because the game still refuses to, to, to keep my save files on the PC for me. So, I've only gotten through about 6% of the game. I, I had this weird notion that I was gonna take like a week off and just play it and try to get through it in one yes. sitting. Um, but, um, actually I had a friend who did that with a game because he, he, uh, it was all the way back at System Shock. And he didn't actually own System Shock, um, so he took my copy of System Shock and installed it on his computer and, um, and so he could play it, right? But then he just never turned it off so that he, you know, because I took the disc home with me or whatever. So, was, But as long as he never turned his computer <laughs> off, he could keep playing it. So for, like, two weeks, his computer did nothing but sit on, like, System Shock <laughs> so, that's so that's he could get to play the game. I guess that's what I'm going to have to do because I can't save the freaking game. Thanks, UbiSoft. Yeah, <laughs> um, but what I was going to say was, like, I liked – the parts of the game that I saw that I liked were the parts that you didn't like. I liked um, I liked The Office. I spent like an hour going around trying to find all the little post-it notes that were hidden all around the office with the secret messages and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, neat, neat, neat game. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Shella, I'm not going to ask you about this. And Billy, I, you, you, did you get into Call of Duty Ghosts? Because that's another big one that's going to be up on the list. No. No, no, no. Okay, I, I thought you and your supercomputer would have gotten into that. I, I did, and I thought, and I thought, um, 
I thought that Todd's review of Call of Duty Ghosts was very uh, good because, again, it's another game. It was technically very awesome, mm-hmm. you know, but it essentially comes down to being a rail shooter, and mm-hmm. I just I was. You know, I wasn't, I I don't know, maybe I'm not a good shooter anymore, but like, you know, there's these missions where you have to like run down this alley or run through the stadium or something like that. And, you know, and I'm doing what, what they want, um, but I'm getting shot and I don't really know where I'm getting shot from and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And so I just throw a bunch of grenades in all directions and stuff. And then I, I stopped getting shot. So I guess I got the guy. I don't know. <laughs> I keep going. So it was like I don't know I just I just never got into it I mean maybe I'm old school I like I like back when it was like in World War Two <laughs> you know uh, I I did I liked I really it back liked when it was it. World... I loved the first um, Call of Duty yeah I I like going through the World War Two stuff I I'm I wasn't I'm I don't know man I'm just not a modern guy but <laughs> but anyway that that will certain that will certainly be up there. Um, and we talked about this briefly before the show, um, but uh, I think, you know, most likely Grand Theft Auto V is probably going to be uh, a very popular choice for people for Game of the Year. Um, anybody think it doesn't deserve it? I mean, <laughs> it's certainly the game I've played the most this year. <laughs> mm. uh, it's not my game of the year. I mean, it's a great game, and I'll understand if... And it's almost certainly going to get it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I can't see anybody else really beating it. I mean, I just, I when I vote for game of the year, I vote for I do it straight. I do it with whatever because because you know we all of us we have to play a lot of games, um you know as part of mm-hmm. Gin. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we love them. It just means that you know your stupid editor assigned you to to play this game um so we end up playing a lot of games so so what i do is when i vote for my my choice for game of the years i vote for the game that i played for for pure enjoyment outside of a review i vote for the game that i played the most that, that year whatever game that was figuring that whatever game captured the most of my free time must have been the best game according to me um and and that was but, grand theft auto because i went a through big, it. bigger game than most games so what if, oh, yeah, that's true. what if your favorite game was a short game? That's true. Um, I think you've got to readjust <laughs> that, John. <laughs> you, you, totally, you just you totally destroyed re- it, Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> I totally think your system's flawed. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost have to agree with you. That's, that's weird. You've blown my mind. Oh, no. Oh, what am I going to do? Well, if if I don't reevaluate the way I do things, uh, I I think Grand Theft Auto is gonna. I was just saying I I went complete, but I went complete through the game, and then and then I'm going through it completely again, and I'm playing the characters differently, and I'm I'm doing the other type of missions and stuff. I mean, I I don't know. I just I just think they did a really good job. I mean, it was it was. I won't say it's flawed. I I wish you could go inside more of the yeah. buildings and stuff like that. But I mean, for for what's there, everything is like just just top notch. Yeah. You know, just. What about really you, Billy? Cool. What, how, what how do you stand on GTA Five? Um, never been a big Grand Theft Auto person, just because okay. I can never make myself play through the story. I always just want to run around and shoot people, so I never get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're more of like rentals to me. So, so I, I mean, know a I lot of people that like yet. that. 
<laughs> yeah. I know, I know a lot of people like that. I have a friend who I just cannot get to play because he just, he starts walking around and somebody will say something to him and then all of a sudden it becomes like this screwdriver massacre where he goes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. That, that's my problem with the games. I'll pick it up probably when it drops down to like 20 bucks and I won't feel bad about just jumping on for like half an hour to start like a horrible plague of bullets everywhere, but I just can't justify it for 60. Yeah, I think I think I think you may find yourself surprised by the storyline this time with the three different characters. Um, it really is almost like playing three different games because they're they're what they do and how they see the world and stuff is completely different. So, um, but but we'll have to see once once you get a hold of it. Um, the other game that I was surprised about this year, uh, well. I wasn't surprised about GTA 5 being great, but a game that I was surprised about this year was Diablo 3 uh, coming out for the consoles um, because I played it on the PC and it was a good game, but it, it's it's a grinding thing and it was boring. And uh, playing it on the console, um, well, besides the fact that they actually made the launch come off without a hitch, it was fun because I could play it with other people and uh, I could play it with my wife and we played it. And it, the point, the parts on the PC where it started to get boring for me is like, oh great, another dungeon where I have to go through and kill a million monsters, was was mitigated by the fact that I was playing with other people. So it was like we were a team, and you know, like, oh no, she's in trouble, get over there and stuff. And I just think, you know, the 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 multiplayer elements of a bunch of people sitting on the couch playing a game cannot be over overstated of how great that is and how. Especially on this last generation of console, I don't think we really got that very much. No, no, not really. I mean, with the with the PlayStation Two and with the the um, the uh, the Xbox, not the 360, but just the Xbox, that seemed to be a focus. Where you know there were a lot of games where like you know get all your friends together and play, and it was yeah. fun. Land parties. Uh, <laughs> land parties. Oh yeah, like everywhere. a land. Par- <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah, but but with one, but but with a single box, you know, you didn't you didn't need to set up a LAN. You just need to have a controller for everybody, yeah. you know. And, and well, in we high school, really, we, we always do... did like sixteen person LAN parties where we'd all collect in someone's basement and have like four Xboxes set up, and that was our oh, high school. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I've done the LAN parties with the PC. I've never been to like a console based no, LAN party, but I'm quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that would be cool. Yeah. So, um, of course, I'm my high school uh, was much older than <laughs> we we would be. It, a land party during my high school years would have been on like 14-4 modem. So I don't think it would. You all played Oregon Trail been together, great. and you know. Yeah, chess. Your move, <laughs> boy, uh, screwed you. <laughs> Your bishop's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Checkmate, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that would be quite as fun. Um, uh, so let's see. Who, who are we up to? Uh, I'm, Shelly, you want to throw another one out there? Anything else that is impressed you this year? I know there's one that you want to win for Game of the Year yeah. that, that that had a good chance, except for the fact that it came out last, last February. Yeah, it's The Last of Us. That was my Game of the Year. Loved that game. Mm. I, I I did too. I play, I played it all the way through. Um, it had horrible multiplayer, but it had awesome single player game. Yeah, and it was just a great story, great characterization, which is what it. I mean, it looked gorgeous. The mute, the score was beautiful, um, and um, yeah, the characters were really good. The female character was really good. 
Um, the relationship between them was great. The acting was good. Um, yeah, I loved it. I had to, I sat up all night racing to finish it before I had to go to Glastonbury Festival. So, <laughs> me and my nephew were just like, I was like, no, it's getting late. And he's like, no, we, we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> like we've, we've only got 10% to go. I reckon we can do it. <laughs> It was nice telling you what percentage you were in the yeah, game. So, we had to although really the game was to ship off to the festival, so yeah, we were just sitting up trying to finish it. The... He he'd only seen that... like the last third of it or something, but he was hooked on the story. He was like, "So good." <laughs> I I love game. I I think it's great that most games give you the, per- the percentage of completion, but when you get a really good game like that, it almost makes you kind of feel sad because when you get up to like 60, 70%, you're like, damn it, that means it's going to be over in a couple hours, know. you know? I mean, that's the thing. I think those characters have really stayed with me. That's why it's my favorite game. It's like a really good book. I've missed those characters. I See, I liked it for other, I mean, I like the characters, but the, I liked it for other reasons because it was a shooter, but it was one where you had to really conserve your ammo and mm. think about stuff. And I, I thought that was really cool because it was like, okay, there's one of those, um, you know, those blind zombies that are coming at you that are really tough. Mm. And you're like, I could use a shotgun on it and take it down, but, but I've only got three shells that, you know, Yeah, that's left. true. You really did have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, so you're like, well, maybe I'll take the chance and try to try to beat it with my bat, yeah. even though it's probably going to eat me. But maybe I'll get it, and then I'll still have my shells left for you know later. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. I like I like those kind of thoughts in a game. I thought that was cool, and I thought it was well done. It wasn't like it wasn't totally barrette of ammo, but it was enough that you had to keep thinking. Yeah, stuff. it was, and it, I just loved all the sort of like the 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 characters that they met along the way and. Uh, yeah, I just loved that game. I thought it was a really, really great game. And I don't think it's going to get the votes it deserves because it came out so long ago. It may get it may get PlayStation Game of the Year because yeah. that was it was an exclusive title for yeah. them. So, um, uh, you, you know, a lot of times when there's an exclusive title like that, people will people will vote for it uh, yeah. because it was the best game they played on that platform, yeah. I guess. Um, figuring that they'll they'll make Grand Theft Auto Five game of yeah. the year and then and then <laughs> they'll make the other one the console. Yeah, game. that's it. But um, I really think I think it was a standout score as well because it was like a really minimalist paired back score. It was it didn't go for the sort of Hans Zimmer sort of symphonic um, mm-hmm. kind of movie style score. It was yeah, it was great. Yeah, the the music was really good. I like that. Uh, it was funny. I was just watching the Golden Globe Awards, and they were like, they were giving out the soundtrack award. Of course, one of them was a Zimmer yeah. you know, piece, but they were they were showing the five movies, and you know, you get a little clip, and I'm like, huh, they all sound exactly the yeah. same. You know, it's all that sweeping, yeah. and then Last of the Mohicans type of sound, and it's like, I don't know how you pick because they all pretty much are like, yeah, that's what a movie sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> They used to sound like John Williams scores. Now they sound like Hans Zimmer scores. Uh huh. Pretty much. Yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, two games that I want to throw out there um, that I think uh, will will probably be overlooked, but this is my chance to maybe make it so people will at least consider them. One is uh, Shadowrun Returns, uh, which was uh, based on the uh, RPG, uh, the Shadowrun RPG, mm-hmm. which is a cyberpunk world. And I thought that the Shadowrun Returns game not only did a good job of capturing a very flawed 
RPG system. I mean, they did it without bringing the flaws in, obviously. Um, so that was good. But also, they captured the world really well. You know, you've got you've got stuffer shacks where you go and get your soy burgers <laughs> and stuff, and and it was really cool. I I enjoyed returning to that world. Was that the um, isometric one? Is it like uh, a semi top down? Does isometric mean top-down view? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of top-down, but from an angle, so that you can... No, I know. It was it was a joke. We did a couple shows ago where I kept yeah, saying that. What, what did you keep saying? <laughs> so you said something else. Isothermic. isothermic. I called it isothermic. It. Yeah, because because that was the one of the weapons in Fallout, <laughs> uh, the isothermic lance. So, yes. It has nothing to do with making your computer hot. It just has a... But yeah, it looks it's an isothermic and it's hand drawn and it looks yeah, it looks really good. I had a sneak peek of that the other day. Oh, well, I think I think you'll yeah, like it. Um we spent a couple of years on a Shadowrun game at our gaming group, so Oh, well then you have to play it, Shella. You will really oh. like it. It it does it does a really good job of um and um the new one is coming out in a couple uh, next month, I think, uh which is Berlin. Uh, this one took place in Seattle, and the new one is coming out. Uh, the campaign is set in Berlin, Ooh. so uh, post uh, post apocalyptic Berlin has got to be a pretty swinging yeah, place. Cool. I can't wait to see. <laughs> and the one that I really want to the one that I, this is one that I think might surprise all of us because it has over a million players, um, but but like I mentioned it, nobody's ever heard of it, which is weird. Um, and that's State of Decay. Um, Billy and I were talking about this a little bit before the show. Um, State of Decay was originally out for just the 360, um, but now is also out for the PC, so it, it's open to a lot of players. Um, and it is a zombie world where. Uh, you know, the world's taken over by zombies, but it's more of a simulation where you try to keep a group of, like, survivors alive. Um, so you have to, like, go out and search abandoned houses and try to find food and medicine and stuff like that. And you have to, like, build up build up your walls and things. Plus, there's a lot of interpersonal stuff. You know, and 12 people living together in the basement of a church, they tend to get on each other's nerves. So stuff happens, you know, and you, you've got to, like, mitigate fights and take people for walks to get them to calm down and things like that. And I just thought it was a really good, unlike, like, a Left 4 Dead type title, which is what we normally get with zombies, where it was, like, you know, just running from point A to point B. I thought this was really cool because this was more of, like, a simulation of what it might really be like to try to live in a mm. world like that cool so so i would i would highly recommend state of decay cool. um billy what about you 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 haven't actually thrown out one right um no, that yet, you think no. is good all right well it's all you okay <laughs> shell um, and i will sit on our hands <laughs> i'm gonna throw it out and it's not gonna win probably any of these titles <laughs> i'm just just gonna say that right there um monster <laughs> hunter 3 ultimate came out i think in march and I've spent right around 200 hours worth it, with it since, which Ooh. is amazing for a game that has no story whatsoever. It is a full what? grinding. Yeah, no, it doesn't have a story. The the idea is you go in, you hunt monsters. That's it. There's no like, <laughs> like compelling a... story or anything to be like I must fight these monsters because they're killing people. No, you're just a resource hunter. You've got to go out and kill monsters for villages and. Make weapons and armor out of the monsters you kill so you can fight better monsters, and it's just – it's grind. It really is, but even playing it by myself, I can play it for ages, and then Aaliyah has it for the 3DS, and we can hook up the Wii U and 3DS and play together, 
and it's just oh, running wow. out with like anywhere from like you know one to four people and hunting all these monsters. It's a it's a great social experience, and plus, you you almost never know what monsters are going to do because I mean they have their their tells, but then like you'll mm-hmm. get to the next rank, the monster's a little bit stronger now, and then it gets like new moves and things like that, and you have to relearn how this monster is going to fight you, and it's really interesting. Oh. That's cool. I almost I was looking for something to do the other day, and I almost downloaded that one. Uh, but I wanted to hear from you why it was so good before I <laughs> before I did. So now it sounds almost like a dangerous title. I don't know. Yeah, it might take up too much of my time. <laughs> it's one of those things. Not having a story definitely like kind of makes it a weird title to suggest because you know we're in such a story driven age. But the gameplay itself and just. I don't know. I, I like the idea of killing the monsters and then like, oh, hey, you know, I get to take your head and slap it onto this sword and now my sword's better. And it, I don't know. It just it's a cool concept to me. <laughs> and, it, and it continues to expand. So you don't get to a point where it's like, oh, look, another monster head for my sword. Yeah, it just it gets better and better. And then, you know, you get to the next rank. You, you make whole new armors because now the armors that you thought were so great before really suck because the <laughs> monsters are a lot stronger than you ever expected. And it, there's got to be at least, I don't know, 200, 200 and some missions, and they release new missions. I think about every week they release new missions where you'll have to fight different assortments of monsters together, whereas one monster was really easy to fight. Now there's this monster and a second monster that's just going to come in and completely screw your strategy up. Mm, okay. Well, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out, and I'll, I'll let you know what I what I think, Billy, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely give it a try. Um uh, one game that I wanted to throw out that I think also will be not getting any awards, but maybe should, would be uh, Metro Last Light, which was the follow-on to the uh, the the Metro 2033 game last year, uh, where you're in the uh, there's a nuclear war that's happened, and it's like 20 years later, and you're in the subway of Moscow, and it's definitely a game like what Shella would mention, where it was like you know it's not a pretty world. You spend most of your time in subway tunnels and subway stations and stuff. Um, in fact, it's a very ugly world, but it's very beautiful in the same mm. – in the sense of the ugliness looks – you know, you really get into the world. It's a gritty, mm. terrible world. Um, you know, you're basically living underground and fighting monsters and stuff. But there's a lot of fun aspects to it too. Um, at one point, you get a little um, little car, and you get to drive around in the subway, which is fun. And there's a lot of side tunnels and side missions and things, and it's just really good. It looks, looks neat. Um, the stations, you know, they're like – they're like prostitutes dancing and stuff, and you can give them the currency is bullets. Oh so you, 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 you yeah, you can, <laughs> yes. So you can give a girl like five bullets, and she'll do a little strip dance for you or something like that. And but it's it's a terrible world, but yeah. it's if you get into it, it's it's really cool. Please so, don't shoot me for um, this. But here's bullets. I just that whole concept. yeah. Here's some bullets. <laughs> Well, no, because like like I was saying with um, The Last of Us, where it was like you had to really decide what you want to do, and there you've got to decide. Well, do I want it? Do I want to spend this bullet? Yeah, you know, to, to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I could use it to like you know save my life later. You know, I don't want to be sitting there about to be eaten by a monster and be like, I really my wish God, I wouldn't have paid that cake that I me. bought with bullets earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this tomato soup! Now I'll never get to eat it because I spent all my. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a neat world. I think everyone should should give it a try, and it's and it's more it's better done than the uh, than uh, than the first one, which was really good too. I do have um, to ask and then finally about yes. that game, because um, I played the first one, and one of the biggest issues I noted I noticed was that 
there was a gun that used ball bearings, and ball bearings were so dirt cheap that you could trade so many bullets for ball bearings and just say screw it, – it, it almost felt like to me, and this is just one of the issues I had with the first one, that it screwed up the currency system that ball bearings were so cheap to buy for this one gun and that they killed stuff fairly quick. I didn't know if that was something they fixed in the second one. Uh, the ball bearing gun still exists. Um, however, it is it is relegated to just a sniper type rifle. Um, so um, and you have to pump it up like fifty times before you can actually take a shot. Okay. So it's it's kind of mitigated because you know it'll kill one guy really well, but if there's a guy standing beside him and you don't have another gun, you're kind of screwed because he's not going to let you pump your gun up. Yeah, you know, for yeah. Fifty times. Load up and shoot him before he gets to you. Okay. So I, that was I guess just that's one of those questions of... I had. <laughs> uh, and then the other game that's been floated around for game of the year is Bioshock mm. Infinite, and that kind of has mm. people yeah. love hate. Did either of you two get a chance to do anything with Bioshock Infinite? Nope. I did not. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's on I guess my it's... back catalog list, along with Tomb yeah, Raider. Because I... I mean. It's... It's a game like Todd listed it as one of the worst games of the year. Um, although uh, you always you know, have to Todd take that has... sort of thing with a pinch of salt, baby. I, I know, but I like with Greg. Greg, Greg played it too. Greg Crow, our uh, our puzzle reviewer and features editor, he played it, and he he basically said, you know, beautiful world, great story, boss battle was so effing hard that I never finished the oh, game. Oh, which... I hate that. Uh... Yeah. I mean, that's how Bioshock is, though. Bioshock has those boss battles. Oh, there. And, and no, this... I might not go there, then. Yeah, and this one... Well, <laughs> you can play up until the very end before you have to fight the really impossible okay. boss. So, so, I don't know. Maybe I'll My like... time's See, too I precious guess, but... to be frustrated for pleasure. <laughs> it just seems pointless. <laughs> well, as Trevor would say, uh, some people would pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> <laughs> um... So best characters, let's just do that real quick, and then we can end the show and let people get to voting. But I think um, I think Trevor from Grand Theft Auto would be a great choice for male character. I think there's a lot of female characters this year. Yeah, um, there was compared to last year. Yeah, I mean the the male characters. I'm pretty sure Trevor's gonna yeah, get it. Too. I mean there there are a few others, but but Trevor seems to be the most memorable. Um, but in the female side, you've got Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. You've got um, – I forget her name. Is it Emily from Last of Us? What was her Ellie. name? Ellie. Ellie. Ellie from Last of Us. Um, yeah, there's you've just got a, Lara, there's just a the, you know, the younger Lara Croft. The new um, Lara, right? The, the girl from Remember Me. I think she's quite a good character. Um, <laughs> and then there's Jodie. Uh, suppose, uh, I suppose Jodie was quite consistent in um, Beyond Two Souls. It wasn't her character, it was the character arc of the guy that was just atrocious. But there we go. I'll leave that. I'm, I've just got to stop ranting about that. <laughs> but yeah, there were loads of <laughs> loads of female characters, and none of wow. them yeah, were we did. in their underwear, which is always a bonus. Yeah, we didn't get any editorials from Shella this year complaining about how women are viewed in the industry, yeah. which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so they've listened to you, Shella. They've come around. <laughs> come around. All right, so we would like to encourage everybody to vote for uh, the game of the year. Um, you can do so. Uh, just go to the go to the Jin uh, homepage, uh, www.gameindustry.com. Oh, and up in the, up, at the moment. 
We're still nominating. Okay. We're still nominating, leaving the nominations open um, so that when you hear this, uh, the nominations will still be open, uh, probably for about a week afterwards. Um, so up in the upper left corner, uh, there's a, a, a button you can click on that says uh, nomination time. Um, and everybody who subscribes to the free uh, GIN newsletter is part of the Academy. And <laughs> if you're not part of the Academy, you can become one for free. So feel free to do that, and then you can uh, nominate the games. We usually have a lot of people who vote. Um, we don't normally have as many people who nominate. So, in in fact, you're much more powerful in the nomination phase because um, they have to get to the next phase before you can vote on them. So, if you really like the game, uh, log in and nominate it. Um, okay, well, that's it for me. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure. And, uh, and we'll have another show once the nominations are in. I'm sure we'll have another show, and we'll go over it and be like, I can't believe they nominated this game. <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking? Because because uh, we uh, the editors of Gin only get one vote, um, and all the people out there get one vote. So it's it's really sort of like a People's Choice Award type of thing. It's it's whatever you guys think. You know, our opinions ultimately are well not irrelevant because we get one vote, but a lot less relevant than with most places. So let us know what you think, and we'll make those the uh, the games that uh, that uh, are the game of the year. All right. Well, take care, everybody. We'll see you next time right here at GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge.